everyone, Madeline Dell here, the Chapter Goddess. I am a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, podcaster, producer, and overall creative. With this show, I really want to focus on creatives and bring their authentic self to life. How are they motivated? To pursue their passion? What have been the struggles along the way? Does self-care play an important role in who they are today and how they connect with the creative flow? Bringing one's authentic self to the forefront is important in this world that we live in currently. Sharing your self-care, your tips, and how you stay on track for things without losing it completely is also important. Self-care is not talked about enough and authenticity and self-care are what I like to highlight with my creatives as well as getting to know them. So get ready for a fun and entertaining show. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and let's get ready to meet this episode's guest. Hey, hey everyone and happy Wednesday. It does not feel like a Wednesday for me. I was at Writers Con slash Readers Con all Labor Day weekend and it ended Monday night and it was a wonderful experience. I'll have updates more later, especially in my newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, you can do that through my website, thechaptergoddess.com. But I am here today to bring you guys a new author to check out with some amazing books out there. We're going to have a good chat. We're both fiction authors, and I'm ready to dive into his brain and see what his writing life is like. But without further ado, let me bring him in and allow him to introduce himself. Hey, hey. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am J.K. Strife, um, author, artist, gamer. Um, I am a prolific author author of different genres, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, dark fantasy, etc. I've got a few published books, more on the way, Um, but I love to write, got a lot of books coming and a lot of books uh, in the pipeline. Yes, the creativity never ends. I love that as a creative, for most of us, a lot of those ideas, they just come and keep coming. It's like you can't get them out fast enough. Which makes me kind of ask you, have you said you've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, coming down the pipeline. What is your writing routine like? Do you have a set routine? Um, when I get, when I, um, so what I do is at first I outline a book completely. Like uh, I always outline it like 40 chapters. I get pretty detailed with the outline, like summaries of all the chapters. And then, when I, then I'll sit down like write like one chapter a day. Uh usually just straight 40 days in a row and that's the book and then i put it in a drawer you know so so to speak and uh come back to it in a few weeks and either start editing that or i'll do another book and then jump back to the other one and then edit it nice i like the concept of putting it away because it gives you fresh eyes to look at right yeah super important and we've got some people joining us today we've got Nano Ninja 3330. Hey, Jake, good luck with the interview, bud. 
And I am sorry if I totally butchered that, friend. Like, thank you for jumping in to watch. So, <laughs> and I'm terrible about checking comments during these sometimes. So you guys definitely like drop comments, leave us questions if you're watching live, um, and even post show when it comes when you go back and watch it. You can leave us comments and tell us if you've read his books or my books. But let's go ahead and talk about some of these books. And I know today is a very special day for Strange World Grimoire, right? Yes, it is um, the one-year anniversary of the uh, audiobook release of Strange World Grimoire. Uh, it's actually quite a coincidence that uh, this is happening today. Didn't even uh, mean it for it to be that way. But yeah, I released it one year ago today. The uh, audiobook narrator... Um, uh, is named Andrew Babb. He's a absolutely amazing narrator, and given the nature of the Strange World story, uh, it's very humorous. There's a very lively, uh, chaotic, absurd characters, and he does the voices amazing for every single character. The personalities are just absolutely spot on, indifferent for everybody. Ooh, that's how you know you've got a good narrator. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, definitely. So tell us more about this book. Tell us what happens, who the characters are, and maybe throw in where you got the inspiration for the story. Okay, uh, so the main character is uh, named Daniel. He's a, he's a teenage boy, about 17, who got, he gets diagnosed with a terminal illness. Uh, he's given seven days to live. And when he goes, he's spending the last days in the hospital. Um, so, in his, when he goes to sleep, he wakes up in a fantasy world, which is he ends up finding out it's called Strange World. Everything is there. Everything there is like Alice in Wonderland crazy, if not crazier. Uh, he learns of a magical wish there, an artifact that can grant a wish, actually, that transcends worlds. So he, he believes that he can save his life if he can get this artifact, grant the wish, and cure his illness. So he goes on a journey to find the mm -hmm. artifact and he meets a crazy cast of characters along the way, both good and bad. Also, you know, some trying to find the box. It's called the Golden Box of Hope. Um, that we're trying to help him, trying to find it for themselves and take over the world. And uh, some of the crazy characters he meets is um, a, a humanoid dog boy named Pupper Dog Boy. He's a sorcerer. He meets a uh, vampire bunny girl. He meets a living ball of hair named Shaggy and uh, a crazy bird girl with a sword named Pom Pom. Ooh. And uh, the villains are everything from a bunch of pigmen to a pig king named Pigman and a giant cow woman named Ma Burger. It's <laughs> actually with uh, his terminal illness for those who uh, read the story. Nice. Okay, I love the unique names and descriptions you've got going on for these characters. Where did that idea come from? Because that's that's like the one of the best, especially the the you said she's mom burger, the cow lady. Mom burger, yeah. Yes, I love it. And your friend says, "Good old whimsical magical quest." <laughs> yeah, the naming. Uh, a lot of the names came from. Uh, things I throughout my life like pupper dog boy actually was a nickname my great-grandfather had for me when I was a little kid yeah um so that was just I was just like trying to think of a name for a dog and that's popped in my head I'm like you know call him that um 
the other characters, Hairball, Shaggy, you know, you know, uh, and Ma Burger. I was just trying to think of something, you know, that because she has a shotgun. I mean, she's kind of like uh, very, uh, I don't want like Beverly Hillbillies kind of like thing. Yes. So yeah. yeah, she. So yeah, she's she's like a very crazy villainous character and pretty much the ultimate villain uh, for that kind of storyline. And actually she came from a, uh, a game that's sort of like Dungeons and Dragons that I played mm-hmm. a long time ago called uh, Gamma World. And she was a villain that we, we fought against in the game, but she wasn't named Ma Burger. She was, she had a different name in the game, but that was uh, the character we fought against. So I was like, I'm going to use her and just give her a different name. I love it. And, the the pupper dog man that's that's cute i like it because i i that makes me i'm a huge dog lover as we were talking about before the show we both have a bunch of dogs and like they tend to be loud (laughs) so (laughs) but where did the inspiration for this story come from um it actually came from uh back in 2015 i spent a month in the hospital i actually had pancreatitis and it was a not a good experience to say the least but uh so in, I spent a month in the hospital, and I used a lot of experiences with from because tr- during the story I'll transition between Strange World and the hospital. I used a lot of experiences with myself, with what I went through in the hospital in those scenes, mm-hmm. and I just while I was in the hospital, I just thought of like a bunch of random things. Uh, I mean, it was you know I was on pain medicine, so it you know it's kind of a you think of weird things in that kind of situation, and those kind of stuck with me, and a lot of that came from that honestly. Um, I wasn't able to write down notes at that time, but I just it did stick with me in my mind. And when I got home, one of the first things I did was start writing it down and started writing that story. I think you are the second person only I've only can think of another person that I've interviewed that's actually told me that they came after having like the pain medication in their system, they created this storyline. And it's really fascinating the stuff you can create after being on that because that, some of it can hit pretty hard. So yeah. and Nano Ninja says tabletop games can certainly pump out some interesting characters. That is true. I yes. have met D and D is like the number one like board tabletop game that I've heard a lot lot of authors use as inspiration. But mm-hmm. it's it's a great game. Mm-hmm. So writing the story you said you started writing it down after you got out of the hospital how long did it take for you to finish um i had to recover after recovering uh, it took a while for me to recover from uh uh the the actual experience and actually come off the medication because it you do get addicted to that stuff when you're on the medicine for that long so it took a few weeks before I could actually start writing. When I did start writing, I think it took me a, a couple, two or three months, I think, to actually finish the first draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I kind of just sat on it for a while, though. I didn't know what to do with it. And at the time, um, I had an agent and I told her about it and uh, she liked it. So then I started editing it and you know trying to get it in shape. Uh, that ended up the agent thing ended up falling out, but uh, eventually I did. And um, I had I published it on Wattpad, which is a website I used to publish all my stories on, a free reading site. And a lot of people liked it on there, so I just uh, was like, I'm going to publish this one day whenever I start publishing officially, which it was 
the third book technically that I uh, published online on Amazon. Yeah. So what was the difference in publishing it on Wattpad versus going to KDP and Amazon? I've never got to pick anybody's brain on that, but this sounds like the perfect opportunity. Um, well, on Wattpad, it was, you get, you get more feedback on Wattpad. Um, my first story I published on there was Omega Virus, my zombie apocalypse story, uh, gamers versus zombies, essentially. Um, I had, when, when you publish on there, a lot of times the people read the stories, they'll leave comments every time you post a chapter, you get feedback right away and you immediately, it'll, it'll affect you. Like if you know, you know, like, oh, well, I should change this for the next chapter or the next book. And actually, that's why I've written 24 books, because um, when you get to the end of the book, people are like, I want the next book. I want the next book. So instead of editing at that point, I was like, OK, well, I'll just write the next book. And yeah. next thing you know, I ended up with you know dozens of like, two, two dozen books, pretty much. And so that's what I'm when I say pipeline. I mean, I'm editing those two dozen books at this point. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm publishing those as I go now. Uh, but the difference really is the feedback you get. You get instant feedback pretty much on Wattpad, and you don't get instant feedback on Amazon. Most people, I think, are either not not lazy, but either afraid to leave reviews, or they just don't have time. Because leaving reviews, it, it takes time uh-huh. to leave reviews on Amazon. And and some people feel um, like they have to leave a lot more than just a line. Or and then there's the verified purchase thing. If you don't, you know, you don't actually uh, buy the book, um, you know directly and it's just all that that kind of stuff it's it's hard to leave reviews sometimes so you don't get the feedback as easily yeah it's true i like the websites that are a little bit easier to get i mean and some of them they probably need to like watch what people are posting as reviews because i know Mm. amazon does have a lot of sticklers when it comes to it but it's nice to just have those stars even if you didn't finish the like not finish even if you didn't write out all of the words just hitting those five stars three stars anywhere like that helps us i mean writing a review would be nice too what did you like about the book what did you not like about the book but i totally get that too because a lot of readers myself included i have to go back later to add my review because half the time i'll finish a book and it's like three o'clock in the morning and i'm like i need sleep right And another person has mortgage or well, more. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay. They say he's a machine. I'm like more like 100 stars. I mean, if that was an option, send us some stars. Yeah. Um, But yeah, reviews are like a whole other thing. So Oh, that could be a whole show on its own. (laughs) Wattpad was great, though. I mean, I had um, I had when I had all my books posted on there, I had over two million something reads. Nice. It was it was great, but you don't make money on Wattpad. I mean, you you can if the if the Wattpad uh higher ups you know approve it, they can actually you can start making money. But most people don't go on there to to pay for reading. It's it's for it's for reading books for free. You know, yeah. so it's just really hard to make money on there. Yeah, but it sounds like a good place to kind of get your name out there more. Yeah, uh, definitely. Build a good following. So that's definitely something to, to consider, especially for newer authors starting out. Yes, definitely. 
That's uh, if it wasn't for Wattpad, I wouldn't have I would not have two dozen books. So Yeah, that's true. So tell me more about the characters, your main character. What are some of his biggest challenges along the way besides kind of overcoming hopefully and finding a cure? Um a lot of it is uh uh trying to de- trying to decide between helping himself and helping others because he has to i mean you know he has the illness and then he learns of others he learns he has to basically it's up to him to try to save other people his friends and um he makes in the other in strange world and another friend in the real world he he meets who has a similar illness who's also sick and so it all comes down to you know like who he can help like who he should help and he wants to help his little sister, which is his main reason for wanting to stay alive. So it's just a giant struggle between who do I help? Mm-hmm. Man, that is crazy. So with this story, you've got a couple other books out there. Do you have one that kind of stands out the most as maybe being your favorite book or the most fun to write? Um, I would say... I would say the the fan favorite from Wattpad was Omega Virus, but that is that is not published uh, currently on on Amazon. It's in the remaster phase, as I'm calling it. I'm going to republish yeah. that soon because I'm doing a, a a new edit on it. But um, my personal favorite actually is the Dark Days series, uh, which is published on Amazon and Audible, and in a few other places. Uh, they push it out through a, one of the other websites, so it's probably on Barnes and Noble and stuff like that too. But um. It's basically a it's a virtual reality lit RPG game. It's a dark fantasy, and uh, essentially, it's these a million million players are trapped in a virtual reality game. They can't log out, mm-hmm. and if they die in the game, they die in real life. Ooh. And it's a crazed hacker who wants the best gamer in the world to make it to the end of the game and defeat them, and that is basically. And one player who is outside the game when this happens, he's cocky enough to think, oh, I can I can do that. So he logs into the game after the everyone's trapped to try to go into the game and save everybody. A million and one, that's right. A million and one. Gosh, that's intense. So I, I can definitely see that how that would be like kind of like a fan favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Do you tie any Easter eggs or anything into that first book since it's part of a series? Um, I tie Easter eggs in, I tie Easter eggs throughout all my books for every book, actually. It's actually kind of a multiverse, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Like, uh, I do have this, like, grand plan, which is going to take a zillion years, but, uh, you will see names from characters in Strange World and Dark Days and Omega Virus. You'll see names from other characters and you'll say, wait a second, I thought I read this name in this book and that book. And it's all really tied together in this multiverse, which... It is rewarding for readers, and eventually, I will get there. You will find out why. So it's connected, and mm-hmm. kind of, I could totally get that since you mentioned it being the multiverse. My brain automatically goes like to the MCU, which mm-hmm. I mean, probably not the same thing. Doesn't sound like it, but that's really cool. How many books do you have planned for the series? Uh, on paper, I would say fifty. So, technically halfway there. 
Yeah. Oh, 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 with writing them, I'm halfway. Editing is a different story, but yeah. Yeah. Editing takes a little more time than writing. I'm one of those, I like to get everything out and then the editing process starts. I feel like it takes, oh gosh, it's different for each book depending on how long yeah. it is. But it just, it takes time, especially to edit it good and get it done right. Yeah, the editing is, it's a pain in the rear. Um, that is, the, it's great. I love editing, but it's also just a pain because it takes so long for each book. And yeah, some books is longer than others. And and I've noticed that the the, the later books are easier because, you know, they're, you, you develop more skill as you go on. So later books actually, you know, you realize, that, oh, I did better when I wrote this book compared to that book, was, which, you know, is, is a total rewrite. Um, but uh, yeah, the I, I'm planning 50 books. Ultimately, it's it's seven. It's a six series, which will each have seven books, mm -hmm. and then one final series that ties them all into like one final seven book series with a bonus book at the end. So that's like I think that that should add up to 50. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I like that plan though, because you that's putting it all together and making it work and. Let's call it, it's hard not to make a connected universe, I've found. It's too easy to get swept up in everything and forge fun connections. Yes, it is. I have to agree. I hate editing my own stuff. Yeah, it's, but you've, it's important. I think it's good to go through your own stuff before sending it to the editor because mm -hmm. it gives you, I, I'm one of those, I'm like, you want to send your best possible work to the editor. It's not going to be perfect. There's things they're going to catch, but that's the whole reason of using an editor is to catch a lot of what you don't see. Um, so we're work, you're, you've got this series planned out and everything. You've been working on books. You've got them ready to go. Just kind of like slowly pumping them out. How do you keep your sanity with staying on top of everything? Like, how do you take care of yourself with self-care? Um, really the, the way I de-stress and just like keep my sanity is through, uh, gaming, honestly, both, uh, video games and, uh, tabletop gaming, like Dungeons and Dragons and other games just like it. Um, literally almost every night I'm playing either video games or Dungeons and Dragons or a similar game. That's good. It's a good way to decompress and get rid of stress. Um, we have some more comments from Nano Ninja. I hate editing my own stuff so much I get too bogged down myself. Yeah, I have the mm -hmm. same. And Mortgage, Mortgage Mike 77. I'm going to get my brain to work today, guys. If I was be a better self-editor, I have avoided so many issues. I agree. I think kind of like all of us want to be better at self-editing, but even if you take classes and stuff, there's still a high chance that you're going to miss stuff because your brain tends to plug mm -hmm. stuff in. Getting that other set of eyes on the manuscript is a huge help for anybody. One way I found to help with that is I use a website called Natural Reader. Ooh. It's a it's a, a text-to-speech reader, and um, it's it basically just the AI voice. It'll read it back to you, and yeah. you just listen to it, and you'll hear things. You'll hear the errors in the in the voices. So mm -hmm. you can just like pop into your text. Like don't read your text as you're listening. Just listen to it and you'll hear it. So then pop into your text, fix whatever, go back to listening yeah. and just keep going back and forth. And you'll, you'll find things you never even realized you, you had in there. That's a great tip. Cause there's, I know there's a few, I want to say Microsoft word has an optional 
readback, but don't quote me on that because I've never used it. Um, Cause I do, I will write in either Microsoft Word or Google Docs. Those are my two mm -hmm. go-to things. And we've got, my foot seems to seek out the flaming bag of dog <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when it comes to picking covers and having them created, have you stuck with the same cover art artist so far with your work? Uh, yeah, actually, my wife is the uh, the artist for the cover artist for my books. Yeah, she's done all the graphic design work. Score! That saves you money. Yes. <laughs> definitely, yes. Oh it definitely God. has, yeah. Covers can be so expensive, especially if you have to do the super customized ones. Oh, my gosh. No, I just need my daughter to grow up to be an editor and everything would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, that would. I mean, maybe she'll go into writing, too, though. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. She's already trying to copy me in so many ways, so maybe who knows? Knock on wood. She's still <laughs> young, so mm -hmm. wow. Um, and speaking of family, are they pretty supportive of your writing career? Like, do you let them? Well, I, I get your daughter's. She's still young, not there yet. But what is your wife? Does she provide feedback and stuff? Does she read the manuscripts? Uh, yeah, she's read some of them, but I, I mean, I've got so many that it's like, expecting anybody to read them all is like expecting a, a you know like a miracle um but she's read she's read uh, some of them she loves strange world that's her favorite one of all of them um but she does give me feedback and uh she does love my writing she does give support uh for a while she was was helping me with editing but her own work is uh pretty demanding so it takes up a lot of her time yeah. so it's pretty much just uh helping with the book covers but um yeah she's very supportive and my daughter's always like, uh, my, now that my daughter's starting to understand that writing is my job, she's actually starting to give me the time to sit down and write. Mm -hmm. Before she was always trying like bugging me when I was trying to write, and now she's like, okay, okay Dada, you you go write. Oh, that is precious, and that is so good. It's hard for them to get like to that point. My son just reached that point, and I'm mm -hmm. still using his Kindle or something distractive to be on the safe side. So yes. Mm -hmm score whole oh, yes um with writing when did you first discover that's what you wanted to do um the first time i ever wrote anything uh creative was way back when i was a little kid i think i was i don't know it was whenever the goosebumps books were coming out there was a there was one book i think it was monster blood 2 I did not like the ending, so I on the, the next page I like rewrote the ending and just in pencil on the on the, the one of those little blank pages in the back of the book, I rewrote the ending. And that was the first creative thing I ever did. And years later I started writing short stories that I realized, hey, I can write my own stories. So I just had all these ideas just suddenly because I, I read all these great horror novels like Goosebumps and, and sci-fi books like Animorphs. I loved all that stuff. So I would just write short stories and notebooks and um that evolved into uh, bigger notebooks and novellas and got my own computer and it started turning into super long books and eventually uh, got to high school and it was like full length novels in notebooks and college actual novels. Ooh. Yes, we've got a few more comments. She's nice, she does a great job talking about your wife on the covers. Um, 
And then fan fiction of some kind seems to be the origin of a lot of us, LOL, which is true. A lot of people have written fan fiction. I can't say I have because I never have, um, but there are a ton of authors that have started with fan fiction. Yeah, I what? used to write uh, Resident Evil fan fiction. That's where, Ooh. that was my first short stories. Nice. That's intense. And I'm going to try to ignore my cat. I don't know if you guys can hear him. He's going to probably sit there and meow for a little bit, but he should hopefully go away. Um, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've faced in this writing journey? Um, the biggest challenge was when I was trying to, I think when I was trying to find a published, like a, well, an agent. I was trying to find an agent and I was so dead set on that. I was so like trying so hard. I was sending out my manuscript to agent after agent after agent, either rejection after rejection or, or just nothing at all. Um, I sent my first book to uh, an editor once I paid like, I don't know, like a couple hundred dollars. And she sent me, uh, she sent it back like covered in red and said, give up being a writer. Like she wrote that in big red letters across the, the thing really? that was like, yeah, and that actually caused me to stop writing for a few years. I just, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just got that. So I gave up writing for a few years, and thankfully, uh, I, I don't, I don't remember what started it again, but I just, I picked it back up. I started writing again. I was like, you know, forget that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep writing. But uh, I just, I still, I tried to find an agent. Didn't work. I mean, eventually, I did get an agent. Uh, through someone I knew, and even then, finding a publisher didn't happen. So at at that point, I was like, you know what, I I I'm just I'm done. And then I learned about self publishing, and I'm like, I'm gonna try that instead. And then I realized, and then I well, first I I learned all the the caveats of like even if you get have a publisher, you still have to do your own advertisements and stuff like that. So it's like really. Having your own publisher, having a publisher is not as much as, as great as it sounds from what I've been told from especially people who have their own publisher or have a publisher and editors and all that. Like, sure, like a little bit gets done, but it's not worth it from what I've hear, heard. And so now I'm just like, I would rather self-publish, have complete control of everything on my own. And if I sell a million books, great. If I don't, at least I have control and I don't have to stress out about uh, you know, doing everything and changing everything to be directly how they want, you know? Yeah, that was one of the things, because I mentioned being at WriterCon, ReaderCon all weekend, was very heavily supportive of everybody, like, pitching to agents and stuff and traditional publishing there. There were very few indies there, but some of the, con actually, majority of the contest winners that submitted manuscripts and stuff were indie authors, and mm -hmm. it was just one of my things that I suggested for them to change in the future is to dive more into the indie author spot or in, indie author side of publishing because it, we're rising up. We're starting to overcome all the authors that are traditionally published. And I'm like, that needs to be recognized. And we've got a couple of comments. So I'm going to scroll back here and talk about the kitty. And this was about the agent, which was evil. Yes, they could have at least said, keep practicing, not give up. That's rude. straight up. Um, you've stamped the app. Okay, there's chat chatting. 
I still can't believe someone can be that cruel. People being horrible to new writers sucks so much. It, it really does. Yeah. Self-publishing all the way. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I'm kind of a hybrid because some of my short stories have been picked up by smaller presses, but most of them are like the small presses or indie presses. Um, mm. And I feel like there's more of those popping up, kind of working with indie authors, letting them keep control of stuff. And it's, it's nice to see out there. Um, down with all the overloaded overlords. Yes. Yes. Um, we're kind of past our time here, but what is something, Jake, that you would like to put out there for inspiring, well, inspired writers who are working to publish? What, what kind of advice would you have for them? Um, I think I'll leave it with a quote about how about tr how people should treat others um one of my favorite quotes is, is actually from a video game called remnant there's one character the two characters are talking and one says why are you so kind to others and then the guy says well because the rest of the world isn't well, that's a good quote and that's that's one of my favorite quotes because you really should be kind to everybody yeah because so many people out there just aren't kind and it just especially fellow writers and you know if you're kind to everybody but especially if you're in the same you know pool of people don't try to compete against each other or be like cruel to other writers they aren't your enemies they're your friends yes and that's when you find those people that help like they build each other up i'm thankful for the group i have because like part being part of a group of writers that builds each other up that builds like promotes their work your friends works and like it's just it's huge change True that, yes. Like, don't be haters, guys, for real. Support. Nobody is out to get you. Jake's encouraged me to write many times and is always inspirational. Love you, bud. That is awesome because that's one of those things that's an author. You're like, yes, this is, if I don't get anything else in life, this, I will take this. You've inspired somebody. Well, Jake, it has been amazing having you on today. Thank Go you. ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can grab copies of your book and where you're at on socials. Um, you can find my books uh, on Amazon and uh, Audible. You can also find my books uh, pretty much anywhere they sell books, ebooks online, Audible, um, uh, Barnes and Noble online, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Just search JK Stripe, you'll find stuff. Um, for social, I don't do social media too much, but you can find, I have a YouTube channel, uh, author JK Stripe, but it's mostly video game stuff at the moment, but I will get to um, author stuff soon. I have a website, it's jake-a-strife.com. And uh, just search JK Stripe, you'll find me anywhere. Nice. There's not a lot of people named JK Strife. Yes, and I have a link to your website in the description on here if you guys are watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, I think it's in the, I don't, I'm not, I think it's above the video. Um, I'd have to look. And then I've got another comment here from Eric Gary. I got the honor of being a character in one of Jake's books. That's awesome. Super awesome. But again, guys, thank you so much for joining us, for watching. Hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't, if you're watching on Facebook. Hit like, share our video. Let's get Jake out there in front of more viewers, myself included. We have lots of stuff on here on a regular basis. I'm live pretty much every Wednesday. And also check out the other channel I help out with a lot. 
Fall season is kicking off, and Go Indy Now has a lineup that is insanely full of fantastic shows for all creatives, from writers to singers to script writers, screenplays, you name it. But all right, guys, have a fantastic rest of the day, and we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to get future notifications when shows come out. Also, be sure to check out my website. I have a blog featuring this creative with some other fun and interesting questions. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there to stay up to date with all things The Chapter Goddess and Madeline Dale. Once again, thanks for watching and have a great rest of the day.